Blog Talk Radio. for the news headlines for News Junkie Show. This is Marcy Ann, and I am back from vacation. <laughs> now, usually when I go on vacation, I don't listen to any news. I don't watch any television. I don't take my cell phone. I'm not on the Internet. I just go entirely off the grid <laughs> and just enjoy the, my rest. So my daughter and I took a cruise out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, to the West Indies, starting at St. Thomas, then Barbados, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, and St. Martin. And we were just enjoying the warm weather and the sunny skies, especially the warm ocean. Because, you know, I live in California, and the Pacific Ocean here in Southern California is cold, (laughs) but in the West Indies, you can just walk right into the ocean, just like bath water. It's so wonderful, and the staff on the cruise ship treated us like we were royalty. Now, they were from all over the world, Hungary, Turkey, Honduras, Thailand, China, The Philippines, Czechoslovakia, and Russia were just to name a few of the countries that were represented um, by the staff that we talked to. And our captain was uh, Italian, and our cruise director was from Brazil. And all of these people just lived together, you know, on the ship in peace and in happiness with each other. And the whole focus of the entire staff was to make our cruise just as pleasant as possible. They gave their immediate attention to any desire that we had. And everyone on all of the islands that we visited were also especially interested in having us totally enjoy everything that they had to offer to us, from food to a beach chair, an umbrella, or a bus tour of their island. And we had scheduled a bus tour of St. Martin, which was the last island we visited on the cruise. Now, St. Martin is divided in half, and half is governed by the Dutch, and half is governed by the French. And immediately upon setting foot on the island, you just could not miss seeing all of the flags at half-mast. So we knew that something terrible had happened. And when we asked, we learned of the terrorist attack in Paris. Now, St. Martin has a history of warfare between the Dutch and the French for years and years and years. I mean, each government tried over and over to take over the entire island. But finally, they agreed to divide the island in half. (laughs) And today, the Dutch side of the island has its government, and the French side of the island has its government. Each side has its own police department and fire department, as well as their own hospital. 
They each have their own independent educational systems. And the capital of the Dutch side is Philipsburg, and the capital of the French side is Margo. I'm not sure how to say it. Margo. And then right in the middle of the island is their international boarding cro- border crossing. When you go from the Dutch side to the French side and back from the French side to the Dutch side. Okay, we boarded our bus for the tour of the island on the Dutch side in Phillipsburg. And although we were on the Dutch side, still all of the Dutch flags were also at half-mast. And, of course, naturally when we got to the French side, all of their flags were at half-mast. And our tour guide on the bus was advising us that we were coming to the international border crossing to go over into the French part of the island. And when we got to the crossing, on the side of the road was merely a monument with a date of the peace treaty on it with the Dutch flag and the French flag on either side. Both flags were flying at half-mast. But there was no guard. There was no guard gate. There was no security. There were no police with guns. There was nothing. We didn't have to show identification or passports. We just drove over the international border crossing as did everyone else on the road, going and coming both ways, from French to Dutch, from Dutch to back to French. This was a profound experience for me. As we peacefully passed through the international border crossing, with the flags at half-mast woefully declaring that elsewhere in the world there was terror, I looked out of that bus window at that glorious Caribbean sea and the beautiful blue sky, and I thought to myself, at least there is this tiny little place in the world where people live together in trust and respect in peaceful cooperation, in liberty and justice for all, two countries working together to make things good for themselves and for all of the people who come to this island to find peace and rest from the rest of the world. And if it is possible here, then it is possible It is possible anywhere. You know, it just was so comforting to me to know that it is possible. After our tour of the island, we were taken back to Phillipsburg where we got off the bus and walked to the beach. And we were immediately greeted by a young man who said his name was Henri. He rented us two beach chairs and an umbrella, and he said he would also be glad to go get lunch for us and bring us drinks or anything else we might want. And he said he would just be there all the time and would watch our stuff for us while we swam in the ocean. 
Well, I couldn't wait to get into the ocean, so I just plopped all my stuff down on the chair and ran right in, (laughs) not remembering to take off my watch. And when I discovered that I still had my watch on, the face of my watch was already filled with water. Well, I called on to Henri, and I, he came and looked at the watch, and he said he could fix it. So I gave it to him, and he disappeared into town. Well, about an hour later, he was back. He said he took it to his friend, who took it apart and blew out all of the water, drying the face of the watch, and they put in a new battery and put it back together, and it was working. <laughs> well, I looked at the watch, and it was working. So I asked him how much, and he said, whatever you want to pay. So I gave him $20, and he seemed so happy about it. And my watch is still working today, running just fine. Well, right across the street from the beach was the Pasangarahanan <laughs> Royal Boutique Hotel. This was formerly the summer home of Queen Juliana. It is St. Martin's oldest and most charming inn, a vintage West Indian-style guest house just off the busy main street of of shops right behind it. And soon a lovely lady from the hotel came over to the beach to see if we wanted anything to eat, bringing the menu. Henri had told her we were there. So we ordered their special guava berry shake. Now, the guava berry is a big part of St. Martin's economy, and it is delicious. And they make everything out of the guava berry, sauces, uh, jellies and jams, ketchup, puddings and cakes, and lots of rum. <laughs> And I've discussed many times on this show how each part of the world has a product that is unique to it. It's that country's chief energy source that gives jobs to their people to provide income for them. And on St. Martin, it is the guava berry. And we also ordered some fresh fish just brought in by the local fishermen that was fixed West Indian style, also very delicious. Well, because my watch was working, we knew when it was time to head back to the ship because our captain from Italy was extremely punctual. He leaves each island promptly at 5 p.m. I mean exactly at 5 p.m. our ship begins to move away from the dock. So at 4.15, we tore ourselves away from this tiny little bit of heaven on earth and promptly at 5 p.m. our ship headed back to San Juan, Puerto Rico where when where we then started our journey back to Omaha, Nebraska where my daughter lives. As soon as we got to Atlanta the television stations in the airport were all blasting out the terrible details of the terrorist attack in Paris and all the professionals were speculating about when ISIS would attack the U.S., and where, and Bellevue, Nebraska, where my daughter actually lives, right outside of Omaha, and where we were returning to, was listed in the top 
him places where ISIS would attack. Belleville, Nebraska, you say? Yes, because it is the home of Offutt Air Force Base and the headquarters of the Strategic Air Command. And Offutt Air Force Base is where the President of the United States goes in any emergency. Like 9-11, President Bush was taken there because there is a complete underground city there that is totally independent and self-sufficient where the president and other important people go so they can still run the country. So Bellevue is in the top ten for a terrorist attack. Well, when we finally landed in Omaha, we felt the fear all around us. People seemed to be so shook up about this attack in Paris, and everyone was ranting and raving about what should be done about ISIS, and everyone seems to be scared to death. No one knows what to do about ISIS, what to do about the Syrian refugees who are fleeing from ISIS to try to find some place where there is peace and rest for their souls. But all the countries around the world are shutting their borders, their international border crossings. And the U.S. even says no. And, And just two days before, I was at the international border crossing on St. Martin. No security, no police, no guns, no passports, fake or real needed. A place where two countries have worked it out and lived together peacefully and without fear. And it's so comforting to me to know that it is possible And I hope that you also are comforted today by knowing this. Just know it is possible and let that glorious hope fill your soul and be not afraid. And as I play the wondrous mission bells from the San Juan Capistrano, California mission let let peace just be in your heart and be not afraid because it is possible 